Welcome to Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. Today's program is an exciting one. Seven features of growing churches. And our guest today is Pastor Arta Stelli. Arta, thanks so much for coming on Ministry in Glad Motion. Glad to be here. Now, seven features of growing churches. What are those seven? Let's, let's begin right at the top. What's the first one? Well, uh, you see, it is uh, very interesting. You uh, can start from different angles. But a lot of uh, research has been done uh, by many scholars. Uh, and also, um, based on my personal uh, pastoral experience, I would say that probably the number one I would really put to the top is uh, when you go to a growing church, Let's say you go even uh, visit a secular country in Europe, a country that really uh, has already forgotten what religion is all about. And you go to a church after church, you visit churches and you see there are almost dying churches there. Mm. And yet amidst the dying churches, you can find a growing church. You enter in and the first thing you see in a growing church, you see a leadership that is full of optimism and enthusiasm. So I would say that uh, uh, the future number one or the secret number one of a growing church is if the church has a leadership team that is full of enthusiasm and optimism, you can be sure this is not a dying church. It's a growing church. Okay, so you mentioned there that it's the, the team. So it's not just the pastor who might be pastoring one or more churches, but it's, it's bigger than the pastor or the, a single leader of the church. Oh, yes, it is much, much bigger. Although very often it starts with the pastor. When, if the pastor is full of enthusiasm, you know, it's like an infection. Mm. You know, uh, it uh, doesn't take very long till his colleagues catch the vision, you know, and uh, support him in that. But really it requires for the whole team, it's the pastor, the elder, the church board, they are full of optimism. They believe that mission is possible. Mm. And why they believe? Because they know who their God is. They know that the mission belongs to God. It's not their uh, mission, it is God's mission. And because they know who their God is, they trust him and they believe if he has sent us, even in a secular uh, country where no one even speaks about the religion, they know Mission is possible because God is with us. And this optimism, this enthusiasm, you know, they, uh, they, um, uh, they shine with this and they uh, infect others. And, you know, it's, uh, people don't like to be around pessimists, you know. Yeah. Um, sometimes people come to cry with a crying, but it's uh, mainly because they feel they need to do that. They want to show compassion and so on. But if you would really uh, ask, where do you feel yourself more comfortable? Is it in a crying church or in a laughing church? People will go to a laughing church, you know, because uh, to a place where there is full of optimism, energy. Mm. So these churches haven't surrendered. They're not defeated. Right. They're, they're alive and there's a vitality there. Exactly. Yeah. Because, because they know that their Lord is alive. Yeah. You know, and uh, if you know that you are doing God's mission, then uh, you are not afraid of anything. Of course, uh, you, uh, you meet difficulties, hard times, hardships, and so on. But you are not giving up mm. because you know uh, the one who is behind you, 
the one who is motivating you. And so uh, with this optimism, you know, it's, it, it works like an infection. So uh, you, uh, you, when you speak, you speak it in such a way that it infects others, you know. They would like to join you. They would like to be with you. They would like to do something. Because people are usually enthused when they see something big, something important. And uh, if the pastor see, has this vision, you know, he is. And as I said in the beginning, it is such a uh, striking contrast visiting different churches. When you visit today Europe, I mean secular Europe, you go to places, nice cathedrals, but they're empty. Mm. Uh, the best, when they have a nice concert, they could gather, you know, um, half of the uh, 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 church or, or a little bit more. But for worship, very seldom you find a handful of people. But yet, when you talk to the pastor, they're very pessimistic. They don't believe. They feel, no, mission, mission in 21st century is not possible. Yes. It is from the last century or even before. Yeah. But then you enter, you know, a growing church. Things are different. Yeah. Uh, and so I think this is the key. Uh, and uh, by the way, uh, Dr. Kidder uh, at Anders University who has made a research and he has written a book, uh, The Big Four, he also uh, saw it as one of the key, you know, uh, um, futures of a growing church. The leadership must be full of enthusiasm. Yeah. Otherwise, it will not function. It yeah. will not work. So the, the future is something to be looked forward to, anticipated and excited about rather than that pessimistic tone that can Exactly, can exactly. Flow. Yeah. So when there's such positive, optimistic and enthusiastic leadership, I guess it changes the whole atmosphere of the church. Of course, of course. So that's our second point, isn't it? Exactly. Describe that atmosphere for us. You know, in the growing church, you have a very warm atmosphere. People like to be in this church. It is uh, the spirit in, this, uh, in the church is non-judgmental. They don't judge. You feel the feeling of a family, of acceptance. You know, uh, you are needed, you are respected, you are loved, uh, in spite of who you are. People belong. Yes, and yeah. uh, very often, you know, uh, especially when you talk to young people, uh, very often they say uh, they don't feel at home in the church. Uh, for example, if you invite someone and a person is dressed not like we usually accustomed to see people dressed or smell not the way we are accustomed, you know, to smell, then we look differently, you know, and they feel it immediately. Mm. It's amazing how the feelings, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, broadcasted <laughs> in uh, invisible waves, you know. You just look a little bit uh, without love and your face has not shown anything. And yet a person who came in feels already he is watched with suspicion, with judgment and so on. And so the growing churches, they know they have a mission to save. They know that uh, uh, it was a mission of Jesus. And so they have this at heart to save whoever comes in. They, are, they don't look at the clothes, they don't smell the smell, they see a person, they see a child of God, and they demonstrate this atmosphere. And in, in a warm atmosphere, people feel comfortable, mm. you know, and uh, it takes a warm, family, non-judgmental atmosphere for people really to feel at home and for people to desire to come back to this church. Mm. Okay, so there's... Two characteristics we've, we've covered so far in our seven features of a growing church. First of all, the leadership, optimistic and enthusiastic. And the second one, warmth and acceptance. And there's a non-judgmental 
judgmental attitude. Exactly. You know that uh, the research has shown that uh, um, most who is most respected, loved in our churches is the Sabbath school teacher. And you ask why? And um, I think mainly it is because in a small group, uh, a Sabbath school group study, you know, the leader, he is uh, a person that really take, uh, cares about uh, his members. He knows them, he greets them, you know, he asks how they are doing, you know, he provides this kind of atmosphere and he is also the one who inspires them in the mm. study of the word and so on. And I think this uh, really tells us also uh, and underlines the importance of uh, optimism, enthusiasm and warmth and family climate. Wow, yeah, they're valuable insights indeed. We're going to come back straight after this break with another five of these features of a growing church. So stay with us. We'll be right back with more of Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is seven features of growing churches. And our special guest is Pastor Arta Steli. Arta, lead us into the third feature of growing churches. You know, uh, the third feature is really very interesting. It really means that theology does matter. And uh, what it really means is uh, the growing churches, they present a correct, a right picture of God. You know, um, uh, very often we uh, forget uh, really to present our God in a biblical way, in a right way. So if we present a wrong picture of God, then uh, we can be sure that this wrong picture of God will not attract people. Mm -hmm. So right theology, right picture of God attracts people. What it means is the following. You know, um, when we study the Bible and the Old Testament, the New Testament, it really tries to portray and to present us the picture of God, who God is. And this is the foundation of everything. Mm. And if we have a wrong picture of God, it will never be attractive. You know, this is why uh, the extremes, the religious extremes are so dangerous. You know, uh, in both directions, extremes to the right or extremes to the left, they don't present the correct, the right picture of God. So when we study the Bible, we really have to ask ourselves a question. What does it tell me about God? What kind of a God is it who, uh, you know, deals in this way or does it uh, in such a way? So I think it is very important. And especially we have to uh, see in the Bible what is uh, the mission of God. You know, for example, when you study the Old Testament or the New Testament, uh, you cannot uh, uh, help but discover very quickly that our Lord has one, one mission statement, and this is to find and to save, mm. to find and to save. But many people, you know, uh, have a totally wrong picture of God. They have a picture of God that God is a policeman. That like in the former Soviet Union, you know, the policemen were hiding uh, behind the trees with a radar, you know, 
to, to catch your speed. And so when you would drive, you know, in according with the law at the right speed, they would be even angry because they cannot earn something here. So they want to catch you. And actually, we have sometimes the same picture of God. When the child is raised, we say, don't do it. The Lord will punish you, you know. Mm -hmm. And so the child grows up and then he becomes a, a member and he, he fears the Lord. And he knows, well, I have to do something so that, you know, it tells us he has a wrong or she has a wrong picture of God. But God is totally different. You know, he is our, uh, our father. Yes, we have to present a balanced picture of God. It is, you know, um, not a grandpa that is on the clouds and just wants to give us uh, candies here and there. Also not, it's not. But we have to present the right, the balanced picture of God. But the picture that really portrays uh, God who is loving God, who has only one mission statement, to find his children that are lost yeah. and bring them back and save them. He has no other agenda. God has no other agenda. And if this kind of a God is presented in whatever we do, in the Sabbath school, in the sermon, in the way how we relate to each other, mm -hmm. you know, if we portray the right picture of God, then it attracts people. Yeah. So it is, it, it is a key. So theology does matter. Uh, this is why it's very important when we speak about, let's say, as a Seventh-day Adventist church, we have our uh, fundamental beliefs. And it is very important to present the beauty of them. You know, uh, not only, you know, several uh, fundamental beliefs that uh, are unique to our church. Mm -hmm. We have to take the whole picture, uh, you know, the whole uh, packet of the fundamental beliefs and present them in an attractive way so that they would really demonstrate who God is. And if we do it right, you know, the message will attract people. On one side, we said in the beginning, the optimism, the enthusiasm of the pastors, of the leaders, of uh, the church board, you know, of the um, uh, Sabbath school teachers attracts. But the foundation of all the attraction is really the picture of God. Yeah. They have the right picture of God. They are full of the love of God. And they just, you know, the love overflows and people feel that. And so when we do that, this is a church that will only grow. Mm. What, what you seem to be describing there and what was filling my mind was what Jesus was like. You exactly. Know, coming to, to reveal exactly what God is like. That saving, loving, accepting God. Exactly. Yeah. Now, in many respects, when we discover the true identity of God and the, the, the true revelation of Him, it impacts our worship, doesn't it? Exactly. And this is actually our next future, you know, or next secret, so to speak. And this is uh, the worship. You know, worship. Uh, the churches that grow, they have a worship, a biblical worship, mm -hmm. you know, a worship that really uh, presents God in acts, in history, in his word, you know, in his handling with his people, who God is, is presented. Or uh, in the sermon, for example, we provide a, a, a place where the Lord and the worshiper they meet together, together, you know, and where uh, the old word becomes alive, you know, when the Lord speaks and when the worship is relevant. When you talk to young people, very often young people say the worships are very boring. 
They say the worship, even if it's done nicely, it's more like a kind of a presentation, you know, that you can witness. Something nicely done. Entertainment? Entertainment more. It doesn't speak to their real needs. Mm. You know, our young people will never leave the church if when they come, they meet the living God through the living word that really relates to their real needs. If they see that, you can be sure they will come next time. Exactly, yeah. So the importance of a correct view of God, an accurate biblical view of God, and the overflow of that is biblical worship. Exactly. So we've got four of our seven features. Stay with us. We'll be right back with the final three special features of a growing church. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is seven features of growing churches and our special guest is Pastor Arta Steli. Arta, we've looked at four points. Lead us into the fifth one. Well, uh, the fifth one is actually uh, overflow of the uh, fourth and the, uh, third and the fourth one. It, and it means that uh, church members are involved. So uh, they... Uh, have the right picture of God. Mm -hmm. They meet with the Lord. They have a relationship with the Lord. They are in love with the Lord. They worship Him. They worship Him. They adore Him. Mm. And this you can see even in the style of music because it's uh, not uh, music that uh, celebrates their gifts or talents. They worship the Lord even through the music. So they are in love with the Lord. Mm. And once they are in love with the Lord, they cannot quiet, be quiet. So they go out and they share with their neighbors, with their friends, the, uh, the Lord that they have found. It is like in the New Testament, you know, the woman at the uh, well, she uh, went, she ran to her uh, village and said, go see, yeah. there is the one, you know. Exactly. And uh, uh, so actually it depends a lot of what kind of picture of God we're presenting. Do uh, we uh, on uh, Sabbath really have a real worship, a biblical worship where a person meets with the living Lord. And then if this happens, the person cannot otherwise. He goes out and he shares, he speaks, he cannot be quiet. You know, um, very often we uh, expect the pastors to produce, so to speak, sheep, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but we know from uh, the many books have been written that say the uh, pastor, shepherds are not producing sheep. It's the sheep who produce the sheep. Exactly. And so in order to do it, you need to uh, enthusiastic membership now. They need to express their love to God in witnessing to others. So the, the members, they're, they're disciples. They're not just... Um, observers, their participants. Exactly. Now, lead us into the sixth point, and I think it's something to do with community. Yes, it is. In the growing churches, uh, uh, every member uh, has a sense of belonging, a community of a family. You know, it's very important. Uh, um, people from the same, um, uh, let's say, even social level, they want to be... Uh, accepted and be understood in, and so on. And so what we really have in the growing churches, um, we have different kind of uh, 
uh, age groups, we have different kind of social groups, we have uh, different talents and so on, but they want to belong, mm. uh, you know, to a, a more narrow circle of people who are similar to them. They're connected. Uh, they are connected, exactly. Yeah. And so, for example, uh, usually the growing churches, they have also the system of small groups, you know, where, for example, the uh, professionals, let's say the teachers, they have uh, their own uh, group, you know, the musicians, they have their own, uh, let's say um, uh, some uh, pilots, they have their own, and they feel they understood on, uh, on different levels, and so when they come, they come not only to worship the Lord, this is uh, the key but they are also coming to a group they belong to, to a, to a family. Mm. And this is very important, especially when we work in cultures that are really oriented, family oriented. You know, very often we receive a person and as a person comes to us, he loses the connection that he had before or she, and then we don't provide, you know, the family. And uh, this person uh, usually is not uh, the one that will stay very long with us. But, you know, yeah, I can, I can imagine for a single person as well, for them to have the experience of community and, and belonging in a, a community of faith would be very valuable for them as well. Exactly. You know, and they, they are coming to the big family. They worship the Lord. But then they want to be also be understood in a narrow circle of single people, you know, yes. because yes. they have their own needs. They have uh, their own desires, you know. Um, and so when they uh, in a group where they feel, oh, I belong here, I am under, uh, understood here. Mm. This is the key. Yeah. Now, coming to our seventh feature, it's pastors. Pastors are trainers. Now, this is not necessarily talking about physical exercise and training. Although physical exercise is important. Yeah, it helps. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So pastors as trainers, what, what do you mean by that? You know, uh, in most growing churches, when you talk to pastors and ask them a question, how much time are you dedicating to training uh, for training, training members? And usually the response is in a growing church, uh, approximately from 30 to 40 percent the pastor is dedicating for training you know he trains the sabbath school teachers you know i have visited churches and i by the way i have done it in my pastoral experience i had one evening when i met with all the sabbath school teachers and we together studied the lesson you know, and we shared with each other and we helped each other and we uh, were looking for a best way how to present this topic to a different age group, to the, uh, different uh, groups uh, with different interests and so on. And so this was a kind of a small group of my own. And then, and we enjoyed it, you know, it was always almost like a feast when all the uh, uh, um, um, leaders of the Sabbath school classes would come, you know, study together. And so um, this was part of my assignment. I was uh, working hard, you know, to prepare the lesson because they would come with questions. Mm. And so the pastor is training. He's training the Sabbath school teachers. He is training the small group leaders. He is training uh, uh, membership at large. And usually in every growing church, the pastor, as soon as he baptizes a person, the next day he starts training. Him. Wonderful. Uh -huh. That's the picture. So seven features of growing churches. Arda, thanks so much for coming on and sharing that. It's been valuable insights. And we want to thank you for joining us as well. We'd like you to invite you to our website, ministryinmotion.tv. There you can watch all of our programs. 
But until next time, may God bless you.